With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Thanks so much for joining us here on a Sunday morning alongside former NFL GM Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Wrapped up hour one with a great conversation with our guy JVT about the NBA Conference Finals, Michael. And I, in the commercial, I have placed a bet. I did a money line parlay with the Heat tonight and the Nuggets on Monday. Let's get these dogs home. What do you say? Yeah, there you go. I love it. I mean, look, the Heat is, you know, everybody that thought the Heat were just going to walk away and not care. They were down tw- they were down 11 with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They were down 10 with 9 minutes to go in the fourth quarter in the last game. And yet they kept fighting. They kept battling cuz that's who they are. We tend to not understand culture when we evaluate sports teams. We think it's always about talent. You know, Booger McFarland said the team with the most talent wins. Not necessarily because one thing we've seen in the NBA is these all-star teams don't typically win. Brooklyn, the Clippers, Mm -hmm. Phoenix this year, right? It takes culture. It takes a sense of belonging. You know, it's interesting. They did a study uh, back in 2016 or 17 uh, University of Pennsylvania did a study where they went through all the teams, t- players, NBA players' tweets. And in those tweets, they determined who had narcissistic behavior and was that player the leader of the team. And then they evaluated that ability to lead teams and then as it translated to wins. And it was really resounding that anytime a team was led by someone who was about himself rather than the team, the team never wins. And the Heat are living proof that it's about the team. And so that element never gets weaved into betting. It never gets into the conversation. We talk about open shots. We talk about three-point. We talk about this. We talk about that. But nobody can measure that culture that the Heat has. It's what drives me crazy about the 76ers. They're a team that has talent, no culture. But they have no belonging to themselves. So... I think we missed that, and I think you're right. I think Denver, if you listen to Malone's comments after the game, it's all about them coming together and bridging that, and that's why they're hard to beat. Remember, football, basketball, it's a team sport. Collectively wins, not one man wins. Yeah, and this goes back to, again, the conversation that you and Femi had yesterday with Pro Basketball Hall of Famer Tim Hardaway on the program talking about the culture of the Heat not being about any individual player. And Jimmy Butler is fantastic and he's dynamic, but it's not about him. It's about the name on the front of the chest of the jersey being the Miami Heat. And so uh, I hope that they get it done. That parlay, if you do want to join me, uh, pays about plus 460 when you put the Heat and the Nuggets together tonight and on Monday. Uh, We'll get back to some hoops talking about 15 minutes when Michael's old partner in crime, Tate Frazier of The Ringer, joins the show. Also, we'll get perspective from the other side of the counter a little bit later. Thomas Gable of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata. Get the latest on the NBA, NHL, the PGA Championship that's coming up today, how things made out with the Preakness yesterday. But for now, Michael, back to fade or follow. 
Earlier in hour one, we were looking at some NFL win totals that we have seen um, be adjusted, ticking up or where all of the money was bet on the over. Now we're going to look at the flip side of that and teams whose win totals have either ticked down or are being faded. And to the surprise of no one, as we look at some of the win totals who have decreased, the Rams and Cardinals, top of the list, at those numbers going down. This is just a fade the NFC West phase, apparently, because the 49ers down on their win total from 11.5 to 10.5 as well, and the Browns down from 9.5 to 9. But with with San Francisco, Michael, that 11.5, I initially thought was a little bit too high to begin with as well. That is the highest win total in the NFL alongside the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals that were at that number. And now the Eagles we're seeing at 11 as well as their win total has ticked up. But the 49ers, despite having three franchise quarterbacks, as Kyle Shanahan likes (laughs) to say, don't really have uh, any answers at that position right now. And it's hard to bet a win total over on a team like that, given that situation. Well, when you when you talk about when you talk about the you know having three of anything, the great John Madden comes to mind, where he often would say, "When you think you have three of something, you have nothing." And I think that's the San Francisco 49ers currently. If Brock Purdy's healthy, they might have something. How Sam Darnold fits in? Does he protect the football? Those are question marks that have haunted his career since being the third overall pick for the Jets and. Trey Lance, I'm fully aware that his his quarterback coach, not Kyle Shanahan, who's been watching him, says he's improved his accuracy tremendously. Well, we th- I thought he was supposed to be an MVP candidate last year. <laughs> so I didn't know he needed to improve his accuracy. I watched him, and clearly he needed to, but the rhetoric that was coming out. I, I think the one thing that concerns me about the Niners on the overtotal is their ability to stay healthy. Can Nick Bosa stay healthy? Can Armstead stay healthy? Can Kinlaw, who missed a lot of games, stay healthy? I think that's going to be the real concern. McCaffrey, you know, he's always missed time. He Bebo stayed healthy Samuel, this year. Add him to the list. Yeah. Bebo. Yeah. So I think that's really probably the smarter play is to bet that under 11 and a half because of the, the, the constant injuries that have always seemed to creep up. Remember that when Atlanta beat him, you know, and they had that, and the Kansas City just whooped them at home because they were a beat-up team. They weren't healthy at that point. When they're healthy, they're good. But staying healthy is hard for them. Yep, we've seen injuries derail the 49ers season too many times. How about the Cleveland Browns? Because that's another team with a wild card at quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Last season obviously didn't live up to the expectation that you would hope given the amount of money that he's being paid to join the Cleveland Browns. But at the same token, we know that when he was at his best, he was the best or one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. So what version of him do we get? The Browns win total has ticked down from nine and a half to nine. You know, it's funny. When I was on my rant about Embiid and the 76ers, I got a text from a couple agents in the league that said, you know, the ver- the, the, the NFL version of Philadelphia is the Cleveland Browns. And, and it never really hit me like that until they told me that. And now that I think about it, I've kind of, Thought, thought it through and and looked at it, to me, that could be the missing link. I mean, they're run by an analytical guy named Paul D. Podesto, who used to be, was in the book Moneyball, ran the Oakland A's with Billy Bean, then went to become a general manager of the Dodgers. And, you know, and, and it's all about numbers and analytics, just like why we see Steph, Kevin Stefanski go for it on fourth and inches at his own 25. Don't ask me what numbers support that decision. I have no idea, but he does. So I, I think there's some concern about that. And that's what bothers me. I love the addition of Jim Schwartz. I know Jim really well. I think Jim will do a good job in helping that defense not make mental mistakes, getting after the passer. I think it'll be the best thing that happened to Miles Garrett. You know, adding a Zadarius Smith on the other side I think is good. But can they all collectively come together? Can they not mess this up? And that remains to be seen. My instinct says Bethy over here. But once I started to think about their analytical behavior and their lack of culture, maybe that's the case. Well, at least with this number ticking down, if you're a better, and obviously we're betting to win, we're not betting to push, but you have uh, a little bit more opportunity with the push and play now at the nine versus the nine and a half if they were to be yeah. in that position. Um, the the Rams and Cardinals, though, to no surprise, the Arizona Cardinals win yeah. total now, Michael, is four and a half. Yeah, I mean, look, that you know, the word's coming out that Murray's not going to play, even though he said he was ahead of schedule. You know, Colt McCoy can't stay healthy. 
you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. It's not going to be pretty. Jonathan Gannon, is he really ready to be a head coach? I mean, I watched him as a defense coordinator here in Philadelphia, and I would say he was two years away from being a head coaching candidate, just watching him, mm. you know, watching him react. And then his press conferences, listening to him and, you know, making up stories about the Philadelphia media. I, I have my severe doubts. And this roster left by Steve Kime isn't very talented. So, I could see them. That's why I asked Booger McFarlane in the last block, would you take one of these quarterbacks, whether it's the, whether it's the kid from North Carolina or Caleb Williams or even even the kid up Michael Pinna? Penix uh, Jr., yeah. Penix Jr. up in Washington who was sensational last year. So I, I think they are. The Rams, to me, I, I don't think they're going to hide it. The schedule's very challenging. Stafford gets hurt, it's over, right? It's mm-hmm. over. I mean, they're going to go to Stetson Bennett. How's that going to work out for you uh, behind a bad offensive line? I, I think the Rams are better off really t- going for the quarterback of the future. It's their only way out of this hole. It's kind of like the Bucks. To me, the Bucks should be one of the – that's why everybody's betting the under on the Bucks. is the Bucks have no ability to create cap room. Yeah, the- and I think if the Bucks st- start slow, I think they're going to trade Mike Evans. I think they'll trade some of their good players just to be able to – get their cap in order and prepare themselves for maybe the next quarterback. The Bucks win total hasn't ticked down. It's still sitting at that six and a half, although the under is juiced to minus 130 with 98% of the money that has come in betting the under on Tampa Bay. And what do you say to those people who say, well, there's still so many pieces on this Bucks squad that did win a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Their, their defense is this and that. I'm curious your opinion on that because I just look at how poor their defense was the last five, six games of the season, and I don't know what you can expect or ask of them. Well, I mean, they had the greatest quarterback of all time, and you can say whatever you want about his season, but it wasn't him that that why they lost. His decline wasn't there. The offensive line was bad. I mean, there's no question about that. The offensive line didn't play very well. They had no running game. They couldn't block anyone, and for as great as he was, they couldn't master any offense, and they couldn't play from in front to allow their pass rushers to really have an impact on it. Look, I think Todd Bowles is in a tough spot because he's going to be asked to win games with a roster that I'm not sure is ready to win, especially with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Yeah, a quarterback. Especially if Kyle Trask, if he plays quarterback. Yeah, a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who's on his fourth team now in four years dealt with a number of injuries along that time as well, and Kyle Trask, with such limited experience, he's thrown, what, nine passes since he's been in the league? Like, I we, who knows what we're going to get with him, and we know that he's not going to be a threat on the ground either, so you have to rely on his passing game, but we just don't know what kind of guy that he's going to be. He was good at Florida, but we'll see what he is in the National Football League. we got to take a break here, Michael, but coming up, the ringer's Tate Frazier. He's going to drop by to share his thoughts on the NBA Conference Finals and Victor Wembignana with that lottery selection going to the San Antonio Spurs. Who goes after him? Is there some betting value on the board for picks two and three? Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi line on Beeson, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. Open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Back to basketball as we welcome in Tate Frazier, host of the One Shining podcast and Through the Ringer on the Ringer Podcast Network. This man is all ball all the time. And for our GM Shuffle crew... Throwing it back to the GM street days. I'm just the third yeah. wheel in this conversation, Michael. It's fine. I'll be okay. Oh, no. It's, you're never the third wheel, Stormy. You're always welcome in. You're part of the team here, and the great Tate Frazier has started this whole thing off. So, Tate, it's good to have you. Uh, let me ask. start by asking you this. How great – I mean, we know the, the, the media loves to take great players and make them, like, incredibly great. But having watched the Frenchman, Wemby, I don't know how to say his full name. How, how do you evaluate his skill set as it relates to the NBA? Yeah, it's a great question. It's great to be here. Great to see both of you early here on a Sunday morning. I will say this, uh, Lombardi, I have enjoyed the hyperbole. I've never <laughs> seen quite such, you know, at such levels of hyperbole with Victor Wimanyama. I saw someone the other day say that if he wasn't as good as Tim Duncan, he would be, he would be considered a buff. Um, Tim Duncan is, oh my in my God. opinion, the greatest power forward ever. So I can't imagine that being the case. But uh, you said it. I mean, he has a unique skill set. He's a guy who could play on the perimeter, but he's also seven foot five. My biggest concern with someone like Wimbenyama is you cannot force feed him as a five. You cannot treat him as a traditional five. I still think he has to put on some weight to play there. And my biggest fear is confidence is the most important thing in the sport. And if you put someone in a, in a position where he's playing out of position, right, he's going up against Joel Embiid, going up against Brooke Lopez, going up against Nikola Jokic, and he loses that confidence early, I would be worried about that. But I think Popovich will be smart. He'll play him at the three. We saw it with Cleveland, right? Evan Mobley came in. They already had Jared Allen. They already had Laurie Markkinen. They played him as a small forward and kind of eased him into the role of being a four and a five in this league, let him get some weight on him. So I think Victor is fascinating, but I think he also is going to be unique in the approach and the way that they implement him from day one. I love the hyperbole as well, because speaking of comps, I heard he's Kevin Garnett on defense and Kevin Durant on, Durant on offense, put in one at <laughs> seven foot five and an eight foot wingspan. And uh, of course, the quote that made the rounds from the draft lottery when ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski said that um, Victor Wenbignana could be the greatest prospect in the history of team sports. So no pressure at all put on <laughs> this young 19 year old coming over to a new country. When it comes to his, um, you know, role this year, we, I mean, it's assumed that he's going to be the number one overall pick. It's not even a question. He's going to the Spurs. But when he is integrated into that team, do you think rookie of the year, like, is everybody just need to go pound that number right away because it's only going to go up? Yeah, and I think he'll get the coverage, right? And that's usually what happens with the rookie of the year. And we saw it this year with Paolo Bencaro. If you get the opportunity, if you get to be that primary option, then things are going to go well. If you just look at the Spurs lineup right now, I mean, he's going to be battling for shots from Keldon Johnson. 
Um, and I think he's going to be okay there. I think he's going to be treated as the primary option from day one. I think he has the ability to be that good from day one. I'm just fascinated to see the coverage of Victor Wimanyama. We all remember LeBron from day one in Cleveland. I, I suspect it'll be the sort of same thing. We saw um, the night of the draft lottery. This isn't even the draft night, right? And and Brian Windhorst is in Paris with yeah. him saying, congratulations, you're <laughs> going to be a San Antonio Spur. I mean, I've never seen it on this level. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I see that number right now is minus 225. I'm, I'm surprised it's not minus 1,000 because it seems like a sure thing. How about the second pick overall, Brendan Miller? We talked about him all year with the with Alabama, the off the field incident that I'm told he's been cleared of any wrongdoing in that. And you know, could he be the second pick, or what do you feel like will be the second pick in this draft? Is there any number that looks good to you right now? Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, I see minus one hundred five right there from my sources, um, and I, I personally believe it's a smokescreen, Lombardi. When it, when anyone is putting out there that they have a guy already. I am concerned, especially when you see it, you know, trickling all through the different sources of media. But from what I've been told from my Hornets people, Brandon Miller is the pick for them. That's who they think will be the pick. I'm not really sure that's the case. I think that that is Mitch Kupchak, a little bit of gamesmanship there. Um, Scoot Henderson, to me, is the number two pick just based on talent. And I know a lot of people think that he and LaMelo can't play with each other. I think LaMelo is big enough to play off the ball. He's six foot six. He can basically be... Um, ostensibly your two guard, and I think Scoot would be your primary guard. Um, so Hornets are saying Brandon Miller. I know they have an affinity for Brandon Miller, but I just think at the end of the day, they're going to take the better player or the better prospect or the better talent, whatever you want to call it, and I think they're going to end up taking Scoot Henderson. So if Scoot goes two, then who goes three to the Portland Trail Blazers? Is it Brandon Miller, or do you have to look elsewhere in like Eamon Thompson or another name? Uh, yeah, I think it's they're going to try to shop that pick. It sounds like Portland is. Okay. Um, I've heard some rumblings about DeAndre Ayton being in a package potentially to get him to Portland for that third pick. But I think, yeah, if Scoot goes second, then Brandon Miller would um, probably be your third pick. But, hey, if some team trades for that third pick and they like one of the Thompson twins or they like Cam Whitmore, for example, Cam Whitmore for Villanova seems to be the name that is um, climbing up draft boards right now. So maybe a team decides, hey, we like him and we're going to take him here at three. Yeah, I, I mean, look, when you go through this thing, it, it, what will be the determining factor for Portland to trade it? Will they trade? Do you think there's any – I mean, there's been talk here in the Philadelphia area that Lillard might actually get traded and that he could be had. Do you get that sense too, especially if they're willing to trade the third pick? Yeah, we've we've gotten in a position where, you know, in the NBA, if you're a team that already has a star, you're just looking around the rest of the league for a disgruntled star, right? Who's the who's the current disgruntled star that we can put a package together for? I think Dame Lillard will check that box, especially when you have Shadon Sharp there, who looks like a guy who could be a potential a potential future franchise player or your number two guy in the future. Dame Lillard's timeline is off, so I think he is gonna be a guy that is gonna be shopped around who's gonna try to you know, you know, get to that front office and say, hey, either bring me someone in who's a veteran that can help me win now or send me somewhere to Philadelphia, like Philadelphia or wherever it may be. Um, and I just think that that whole conversation with Portland is going to be, um, you know, kind of the driving force of the offseason when it comes to big picture things. And we all know about the loyalty of Dave Lillard, right? We've heard about it for a long time, but even he was tweeting the other day about the fans wanting him to get traded and these these types of things. So um, if you're Philly, that would be a great move. Um, and you, you get let Harden walk, let him go to Houston and then make a move for Dame Lillard. That'd be nice. Here with the ringers, Tate Frazier, at Tate Frazier on Twitter. Let's look to uh, the, the NBA today. We'll have plenty of time to get to the NBA draft uh, ahead of the big day here soon. <laughs> but what's going on tonight, we got the Eastern Conference final matchup between the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. Heat, despite winning back-to-back games at TD Garden and coming back home, are getting three and a half points tonight because everybody's got to be thinking from the outside looking in the Celtics roster is too talented to lose another game here. How do you feel about things? I, I, as soon as Jason Tatum starts to score in the fourth quarter, I think I'll be a little bit better uh, or feel a little bit better. If you're a Boston fan, I just think Jimmy Butler mentally is on a different level um, in this series and has been the entire playoff run. I mean, any guy that can be down five, six, seven points and talking the way that he is. And uh, we saw the Grant Williams moment in the last game. It seemed like that kind of, you know, ticked Jimmy off and he went from there. It's very Jordan-esque a little bit. But uh, I think Boston has to win this game three to at least make this a competitive series. If they don't, I think we're looking at a sweep. 
I, in my mind, cannot imagine the Miami Heat sweeping this Boston Celtics team, but I also did not expect them to go to Boston and win those first two games on the road. So anything is possible in this series. I personally think I would just take the Heat because I, I like where they are mentally. Boston seems like they're searching for answers. So why not ride the Heat while they're hot? I mean, we, they've proven time and time again, the more that you doubt them, the more that they're going to make you pay for it. And uh, at home, with a lot of confidence, with Jimmy you know, having this team on the ropes, I think he's by far the best player in this series. And I know Tatum is a very talented player, but I think Jimmy is by far the best player, and I think they're going to handle business. Hey, Tate, how, how is your boss holding up? I mean, you know, the diehard Celtic <laughs> fan that Bill Simmons is. Have you had to have therapy with him? Are you holding <laughs> his hand during these games? Or what's going on? I mean, you know, I, I text him during the Sixers series, but, you know, I was more of a Celtic fan in that. I was telling him how they were going to win. <laughs> I was holding his hand there. How are you holding up with this? Well, I uh, I want the Celtics to win because that's good for everyone around the office. As you know, Lombardi, that means he's in good spirits. But, yeah, I, I think right now he is uh, he's on a tear against Joe Mazzulla. I think a lot of Celtics fans are, you know, they're trying to figure out who to point the finger at. And Joe Mazzulla seems to be that guy. So if, if it all kind of flames out, I think at the end of the day, the Celtics will they'll be looking at the coaching position and figure out what the future looks like. But he's all right. As far as I can tell, he was texting me the other night, just saying, see, this is what we expect from this team. This is why they can't win anything. Yada, yada, yada. So he's being realistic Lombardi, even if he's upset about that, it. Tate, that's good for that's Tate, good to know. We're up against it. So yes or no, does LeBron get swept? No, he does not get swept. Mm. I, I I think they win one game, and then immediately the narrative switches where can the Lakers be the first team to come back down to 3 <laughs> So we'll see what yeah. happens. There you go. Great yeah, stuff, All Tate. it takes is one win. Thanks, Tate <laughs> Frazier. Although Appreciate y'all. I, I secretly hope that doesn't happen based on my Moneyline parlay me, that I placed earlier this too. hour. <laughs> we, need that for the, we need that for the happy hour, too, to go along with your dad. You know, we need that. No, I thought we were done. I don't need to pay. I'm just going to pocket that. No, that's no. how that works. That's I'm pocketing right. There you go. That's right. I'm sorry, Stormy. <laughs> this is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Lombardi line, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. And remember, you'll get a daily email that recaps all of the best bets from every single VEASAN show host and guest. You'll also get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page, where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand at any given time. For VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you as we welcome to the show director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata, Thomas Gable, who joins the show now. And uh, the Preakness yesterday is a little bit of a, a different type of a race event. Obviously such a small field, but National Treasure comes through and upsets Mage. How was the, the sportsbook at the Borgata yesterday? Was everybody into it? What was it like? Yeah, I mean, we always have a great crowd for the Triple Crown days, and, and everybody gets into it. Uh, you know, not a great betting race by any means with the small field. Uh, National Treasure there. Uh, good duel, though, between National Treasure and Blazing Sevens in the race. So it, it was a, it was fun to watch. Um, but, I, I mean, looking nationally, the, the early reports that I saw uh, wagering was down pretty significantly across the country on the Preakness from last year, which, again, I'm not real surprised with just uh, the way that everything fell with all the scratches and um, not very many entries to begin with. Um, you know, here we were pretty much flat year on year uh, from, from last year with the Preakness. You know, Derby had a great uh, increase year over year. So Preakness has fallen off nationally. So we'll look ahead to Belmont now on June 10th and should be a much better field. You'll see some of the horses that ran in the Derby uh, come back for the Belmont. Two fills will probably be there. Um, obviously the field is not set yet uh, for the Belmont as we get closer, but should be a much larger field and you'll have uh, probably some more interesting storylines going into it with um with some of the horses that uh, we saw in the Derby who opted out of the Preakness. What happened to Maze? What, TG, what was your thoughts? I mean, was it the pace? Did he not get outright? I mean, what made him not run the race that he ran in Kentucky? Well, the, the issue, we knew National Treasure was going to be the speed in the race. And um, I, I just think the the pace was not, Maze just couldn't uh, make that last uh 
uh, the last kick there to to get back up. Uh, National Treasure was was going to set the pace, and the the question was going to be was it going to be too quick for Mage to to make a, a move there, and um, that, that's really what happened. Let's turn our attention to the PGA Championship because it certainly lived up to the hype this weekend, although the, the weather had not until today. Uh, as we enter the final round at Oak Hill Country Club, the top of the leaderboard is awesome, TG. Brooks Kepka leading the pack at six under after 54 holes, just a one-stroke advantage over Victor Hovland and Corey Connors, but you got Bryson, Scheffler, Rory, all in the top seven mix. How's the handle been for the PGA's second major of the year, and who are people betting? Yeah, I mean, it's been really good. Uh, you know, interesting leaderboard here at the top, obviously with, with Kepka there. And I, I know the live storyline continues to to go on in professional golf. Uh, so be interested to see if a live guy would take the, the PGA championship. But uh, it's, it's kind of cooled down from some of the rhetoric that we've seen over the last year. But it still, I think, would be a big deal if a live guy wins this event. Um, Kepka, in terms of the betting here, Kepka has been bet. He's been bet a lot in play. He was we were a small loser to him pre-flop. Uh, he's continued to be bet in play throughout the tournament. So um, right now we have him minus 105. Uh, if you want to take him live, um, but you you have a couple guys there that are lurking. Now the course played very very difficult yesterday. It's been playing difficult, but the the weather yesterday just really added to it. Um, the rough is already long, and then to have it that much rainfall and, and the wetness, it, it just you didn't do yourself any favors if you weren't in the fairway uh, yesterday. And Kepka was the one guy who kind of avoided any mistakes. He putted really well, it putted extremely well, putted aggressively, I thought, and uh, worked out for him. Connors kind of had a mistake there in one hole that cost him. Uh, Hovland the same, but those guys are still very much in it. Uh, the one guy, though, that I think is potentially still out there, you could still get a decent price now on him, is Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler yep. played about as poor as you're going to see him play yesterday. And now, obviously, the condition's much better today. Uh, I think, you know, you can get him 8-9-1 to one at this point. I don't see any reason not to take a shot with Scheffler. He's he's the best player in the world. The scoring's going to be better there today. Um, to take a look at Scheffler. TG. The other thing is too is Kepka had it was in a similar position at the Masters and didn't play well on Sunday. Yeah. So I, I think Scheffler is a great play right now. I I, I love the way Kepka played yesterday. I I'm rooting for him. There's no question. However, that being said. That that memory of Augusta on Sunday has to linger, right? You would think so. And anybody who kind of has followed professional golf there, uh, and, and Kepka in particular, you know, at one point you saw Kepka. He was, you know, very obviously very good in majors. He's won two U.S. Opens, won two PGAs. Uh, he kind of lost his confidence there. And yes, I realized that there was a, a knee injury that was kind of uh, continuing to linger. Uh, but he, he lost his confidence as well, and there was there was a mental aspect to that. It wasn't all physical from the knee, um, and you know I don't know if that what happened as to your point at Augusta this year kind of continues to creep up. Golf is a big mental game. There's a big mental aspect to it. So we will see if the if that pressure that earlier in his career didn't really ever seem to be felt in the majors. Now it's kind of uh, caught up to, to Kepka. We'll see. Today, I think, is going to be a big, big uh, thing, how we view Brooks moving forward. Yes, he's gotten himself into contention. He's leading again in a major. But can he close the deal like he has in the past? Or does he still have some of those, uh, those nagging demons there in terms of the confidence? Or, as I like to say, does he turn into a cookie in milk and crumble? We shall see <laughs> what ends up happening oh, today. Great. Great. <laughs> um, we do yeah. have uh, the conference finals coming up tonight in both the NBA and NHL. I guess to, not tonight for the NHL, the Golden Knights game. Puck drop at, a, I think, noon Pacific time here, so it'll be earlier in the day. But let's start with the NBA. Heat and Celtics, Miami up 2-0 in the series, a three-and-a-half-point dog tonight. Where are people putting their money? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think Celtics 
are going to be bet here on the money line just because people don't think that they're going to be able to go down 3-0. I mean, it's a very common public play here to, to bet the Celtics on the money line. And you can get, obviously, a better, much better price on the money line than you could in games one or two. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see people coming in here and taking the three and a half with Miami. I think you're, you're going to see betting on both both ways there uh, in this game. And, you know, Jimmy Butler and crew there in Miami, this is obviously a big, big game for them. And if they can uh, win this and go up 3-0, uh, you pretty much secure it, um, just as the Nuggets did uh, last night going into L.A. and, and going up 3-0. So uh, not sure. You know, everybody's been talking about, you know, the NBA and the ratings and so forth. Probably the one final they wanted to avoid was Miami and Denver. But uh, if Miami could do it today, it's kind of what they're going to be facing. Yeah, I, I think to me, T.G., you as a book kind of play – on this assumption, I mean, I, Stormy and I started the show off kind of wondering how is Miami a three-and-a-half-point home dog after they've won two road games? I mean, have you seen much line movement at all there at the Borgata? Uh, it's moved about a point, Michael. It, we, we opened Celtics uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites. And, again, it, it's pretty much done through uh, – you're, you're setting the line through the power ratings, and then the market's going to – uh, take it from there, and obviously the market has uh, bet the Celtics up a point. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how everything gets priced. If it does turn out to be Denver, Miami, um, I, I think if the Heat can close this out, let's say hypothetically they win in four or five games, and Denver closes out their series in the same way. Uh, I, I think the Den- I think Denver Nuggets will probably be um, at least a three dollar series favorite over Miami. Um, it's uh, just the way that the power ratings are working right now. Real quickly, we've got about thirty seconds here. TG, are people betting Jake Ottinger in the bounce back with the Dallas Stars at the Golden Knights today? He's been so good all season long in that spot. No, surprisingly, we're taking some Knights money here okay. uh, today. I know, I know, it's an early start. Uh, we needed the Knights in uh, – actually, I should say in game one, that was a very, very evenly bet game. We took some late Stars money that came in there in game one. Uh, but overall, it was very evenly bet. Uh, but here right now, the early money once again on the Knights. So we'll, we'll see if there's late Dallas money that comes in this afternoon. See if the VGK can go up two games to none, winning both at home. Thanks, TG. Appreciate you doing this. Thanks, TG. Appreciate right. you. Thank you. Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata. We're going to step aside, but when we come back, wrapping things up on the Lombardi line, final thoughts on the action coming up today in the NBA, NHL, and the PGA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located here on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rolling along here. As we wrap things up on the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi, Stormy Tony with you. And yeah. we're going to kind of finish feeling out, previewing the action that's coming up today. And but, but I, I, I think it's important. You know, you brought up last segment, you brought up like cookies being dunked in milk. And I think you left it hanging there. You know, I mean, what cookie are you dunking in milk? I mean, that's really the most uh important part of the dunk, right? I, I would mean, agree. Everybody has a cookie that has to get dunked. So we'd like to hear what you're dunking. So I am a homemade chocolate chip cookie, semi-sweet chocolate chip aficionado, but I am also massive in the double stuff Oreo game, Michael. Like you have no idea. I have a very specific routine and way that I eat them. I eat six of them at a time. It is a thing. I love double stuff Oreos. How about you? What's the cookie for you? Well, there's no cookie I don't like. You don't get this fat <laughs> if you don't like cookies. Stop. So there's no cookie I don't like, and there's and I like to dunk everything. I I, I there is a a bakery around here uh, that makes the inside of a cinnamon bun. It's like a cookie. Ooh. And if you put it in the freezer and then you put it in your coffee in the morning, it it is truly the greatest thing ever. So uh, since I was a kid, that bakery has been here. It stayed here. It's been around, and that that is the ultimate dunking. Uh, tool you could possibly Michael, have. that is genius. Whoever invented that, like... I did. I put it in the freezer. I'll take full credit. I <laughs> stuck them in the freezer, and then you pull them out of the freezer. So, like, the, all that That's caramel awesome. around the... It's just... Mm-hmm. It's it's really a small... And it's just the inside of the cinnamon butt. It's the gooey part that everybody <sighs> loves. You know, it's like the Seinfeld episode, just eat the top of the muffin, right? Well, so now, so I'm, getting a cinnam- now I'm getting a cinnamon roll after, after the show's over. Right, and then that. if you put it in, and, and, and if you put it into the, into the freezer, and then once you put it in your coffee, it's just delightful. So, mm. yeah, I stay away from that, Stormy. I do not go over <laughs> to Chester's Bakery in Summers Point and eat those. I, I avoid them until my grandkids come. I'm trying to, like be healthier because my wedding's coming up in August and, you know, getting in wedding shape or whatever, but I have the sweet tooth of all sweet teeth. And so it is really, really hard. And now you're making me salivate over a cinnamon roll. And so I'm just going to go die. It's fine. Um, Hey, let's wrap up some of our thoughts uh, with regard to this Miami Heat Celtics game coming up later on tonight leads us to our pro tip of the hour that we do every single show. At some point, Michael, I think we need to believe what our eyes are telling us about yeah, this Miami sure. Heat team, right? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I think believe what your eyes tell you. I mean, look, it's not an accident. Teams don't win by accident. I think especially over four quarters. I, I, I was trying to convince Femi that that 
Denver's better than the Lakers because my eyes told me that. It was clear, you know, and and even though I like the Lakers and and given the points yesterday, I was wrong because I kind of went with the perception. I think your eyes tell you more than the betting market tells you. And look, Miami – Miami's going to play. I, I, Miami's going to get Boston's best game, yeah. but Boston's going to get Miami's best game too. Like they're not sitting there saying, "Oh, we're playing home; it's going to be okay." No, no, no. They're going to come out with the same level of energy, and no matter who takes the lead or who doesn't take the lead, the fight's going to last for forty-eight minutes. Absolutely. And the, the tip being, let's believe what our eyes are telling us here: the Miami Heat are a three and a half point underdog in tonight's game. They are still a longer shot to win the NBA Finals than the Boston Celtics, despite being up two games to none against this Boston team with both of those wins coming at TD Garden. Let's just understand that this Miami team isn't a fluke. It isn't a joke. Yes, they are an eight seed, but they are not your grandfather's eight seed, okay? This is a different level team that we're seeing against Boston. And um, I, I think that there is... Definitely reasonable value to bet them in different ways. Uh, VEASAN Pro Tips, by the way, available at VEASAN.com. You can search them by show and by sport if you have specific people that you're you're looking to follow in that instance. But Miami, my my plus two and a half uh, in the series spread already coming through, Michael. I have them plus one and a half yep. in the series as well. And now with that Moneyline nice parlay with them in Denver on this next game. All fingers are crossed. What are your final thoughts on the game tonight, though, specifically? And what Boston could do to try to counter this Miami team? Well, I mean, Boston's got to play with a higher sense of urgency. The loose balls, the ability to close out games the fourth quarter, the the adjustments. They need they need to get better production from their auxiliary. I mean, Al Horford hasn't been able to make threes for the last four or five games. I mean, that's important to them. And so they've got to match. I mean, Jalen Brown has to play at a higher level. I think they have to match the level that 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 Miami plays with, and they've got to find a way to curtail Jimmy Butler. I think the narrative that Grant Williams stoked the fire for Jimmy Butler was ridiculous. Like that, no, I mean Grant Williams actually was playing good defense, and Butler just had better offense. So you got to have to raise your level, and I think you have to be very smart with the basketball at critical times, and your best player can't have 11 points in the last two games in the fourth quarter and not have a field goal made. I think that's going to be the key. That Grant Williams thing, to Tate Frazier's point, felt very Michael Jordan-esque, that it was a thing that probably wasn't a thing, but they do go off on a 22-9 to run, and Jimmy Butler having nine of those 22 points. He's been fantastic throughout the course of this series. We also, in the NHL, Michael, tonight, have the Dallas Stars at the Vegas Golden Knights for Game 2 of the Western Conference Final here in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Puck drop at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. It was a sweat for me to get the game one win. Got a good number, minus 116 on the Golden Knights. They were trading goals every step of the way. Ends up being a 4-3 overtime win for the Vegas Golden Knights. I want to bet them at a short number again tonight. However, I am really struggling with my heart and my head here, Michael, because the Stars are 5-0 this postseason with just 11 goals against off of a loss, and Jake Ottinger, their goaltender, dating back to the regular season, has won 14 straight off a loss and is 23-4 in a bounce-back spot on the year. How scared should I be as a Golden Knights backer or fan tonight? Well, I think hockey is different than basketball. I think the home ice is important, but I do these guys play at a different different style and uh, you know, when they're down one love, the, the energy that matches. And look, if you get a hot goaltender in hockey, you've got a great team. And so those numbers indicate he can become a hot a hot goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would be really more on the Dallas side than I would be on the Vegas Knights side. Because I think when you go into overtime and it takes that final, you know, you're so close to winning that the other team still has a sense of confidence that they didn't, they didn't lose. They just kind of got ran out of time at the end of the day. So... I think this has got, and you said it earlier on the show, this has got all the earmarks of a seven-game series. It really does. I think it's going to go long. Dallas, by the way, plus 105 on the money line tonight. And because of what you mentioned about overtime, three of the four meetings between these two teams from now the playoffs and regular season have gone to overtime. And while as betters, I know we try to look at those regulation prices in hockey to get an even better number. Maybe steer a little bit farther away from that one in this series. And the Florida Panthers-Carolina series as well. Both of their first two games in the set have gone to overtime as well. Shout out 
the Florida Panthers for winning both of those games on the road in Carolina. As far as the Peach, oh, one last thing on the Golden Knights game. I do have Jack Eichel to score an anytime goal as well. Plus 145 isn't a great number, but back-to-back games now that he has not gotten a puck in the back of the net, he hasn't gone three straight games this postseason without a goal, and he was firing at four shots on goal last game. I think that tonight could be the night. PGA Championship, though, Michael, coming up today. I did a live bet after we talked to DTG on Brooks Kepka like plus it. 145 and Scotty Scheffler plus 975 here at Circa. Those are the two if you'd have if you'd have to grab somebody, maybe. Yeah, I like Scheffler. I don't think he can play any worse. He kind of hung in there. It looked like he was just going to uh, get himself out of the tournament the way he played. And it's going to come down to can Kepka drive as well as he did yesterday? Because as TG said, these fairways are hard to deal with. It's, and you get into the rough, you could take par out of the equation. I don't think somebody's going to shoot 66 and win this thing today. I will say this, though. Kepka shot a 66, and it could have been a 64. He missed two very makeable putts that I thought he was going to make. So he continues that up. But the Masters Sunday bothered me. I think the first drive off the tee, which hit the Masters, he did not hit very well, and he struggled the rest of the day. I think that's what I would look at before I played him. Yeah, so it's almost like mentally will you remember that experience and overcome it or does it happen like history repeating itself and he falls apart once again we'll have to wait and see scotty scheffler currently two under after 54 holes four back of brooks kepka who was your leader coming into this final round an awesome top 10 though with massive names on it michael thanks for an awesome sunday appreciate you awesome sunday stormy good luck to your nights and get some oreos will you please oh Come on, I'm on a diet, Michael. Don't do this to me. Oh, I'm I need sorry. a cinnamon yeah, well, roll. Yeah, well, it's Sunday. Sunday's a cheat day. <laughs> Dave Ross, Matt Brown, and the handle coming up next on VSIN. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.